Hey guys, how are you? This is Jim Gavin coming at you from the Key of Awesome podcast again. Uh, today's topic is actually a little bit in conjunction with the previous one, Public Domain. This is about copyright. Just a short little snippet of it. We can go into very, very detailed length uh, about copyrights, but I just want to give you a brief like kind of overview. So in the public domain, there is something called perpetual copyright. And this is, some works may never fully lapse into the public domain. A perpetual crown copyright is held for the authorized King James Version of the Bible in the UK. Well, the copyright of the Peter Pan works by J.M. Barry uh, and the novel Peter and Wendy has expired in the United Kingdom. It was granted a special exception under the Copyright Designs and Patents Act of 1988 that requires royalties to be paid for commercial performances, publication, and broadcast of the story of Peter Pan within the UK, as long as Great Ormond Street Hospital, to whom Gary... Barry gave the copyright continues to exist. So it's something, it's very rare for this to happen, but it does in special circumstances. So musical works published with a valid copyright notice of 1922 or earlier are in the public domain in the United States. We kind of covered that last time. Just wanted to give you a little bit of an update on that. So speaking of copyright, here's some simple points about how to copyright your music. You can formally submit your music to the Copyright Office in Washington, D.C. by filling out an SR and a PA form. SR stands for sound recording. It's basically an audio recording of the song itself. It could be on a CD, tape, or zip drive. A PA form is performing arts. It's the lyrics, the words, either on a disc, a zip drive, or in physical form. You can make what we would call a compilation CD and only have to pay a one-time price for as many songs as you can fit onto that one CD, 80 minutes worth of music on a CD, for instance. In the past, it's been $35 for sending in both the SR and PA forms. I've done this. It's a good way to protect your music just in case something gets does get wildly famous a uh, song or two or several and you want to make sure that you have all your ducks in a row and no one kind of steals your intellectual property so there's also something called the poor man's copyright and i've done a lot of this too and even though there is some controversy on this like it wouldn't stand up in court i really do believe it would because it's federally stamped postmarked by the government um so poor man's copyright is you s- write a song record it Write the lyrics out, type it out, send it to yourself in the mail. Lyrics and audio recording on a CD and don't open it. Technically, this works. Since it is postmarked with a date and is recognized by a federal authority, namely the U.S. Post Office, it's important to not open the package so as to say it hasn't been tampered with in any way, shape, or form. Write a small list out on the back of the package with the song titles, album title, and that all songs are written by so-and-so and published by so-and-so, therefore covering you for any copyright infringement cases in the future. I still do this with instrumental tracks of mine that I'm looking to pitch to commercials, advertisements, or have as background or in-store music. I have a few dozen manila envelopes with music on CDs and lyrics printed out or on zip drives I've sent to myself as proof of original copyright of song. In addition to this, register your songs with a performing rights organization like BMI, ASCAP, or CSAC. We talked about that in a previous podcast. Just different ways to protect your music. That's it for today, guys. Signing off from the Key of Awesome Music Podcast, this is Jim Gavin. Have a good one. Thank you.